Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to a fallen soldier within the pageantry community, Ms. Queesey St. James Alexandria, who passed away on June 15th. Here at the talk, we would like to extend our heartfelt condolences to her biological family, her multitude of friends and close family members of the LGBT community, and those who grew to love and appreciate her on stage and off-stage persona through the art of female impersonation. At this time, let's please honor Queesey's life with a brief moment of silence. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. It is so very good. And I'm actually so very ecstatic to actually have you guys back with me for season two. And boy, oh boy, do we have a quite a show for you today. Uh, but before we actually go any further, I just want to sincerely thank all of you that have supported the show and its 21 episodes from last season, which ranged from December of 2013 up until last month, May of 2014. I actually hope that this season is even bigger and better as we continue to scratch the surface to shed positive light within our LGBTQ community. You can always listen to previous episodes, even episodes from last season, by simply visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. You can go to www.hipcast.com. That's www.hip.com and search the talk with Micah. And last but certainly not least, you can always go to iTunes as well. That's right. We're on iTunes. Okay, so you can put it up, pull it up on your computer, 
put it up on your actual iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5C, whatever you got, <laughs> that's Apple, and pull up iTunes, go to the iTunes library, the podcast section, and search the talk with Micah and friends. All right? And we actually have many new and innovative ideas that we'll actually be testing along the way, along this particular season. So just please stay tuned, all right? And, guys, if you have any show ideas that you would actually like to pitch to me, um, please do not hesitate to email me at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com. Well, it's about that time. It is now time for the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Yes, thanks for always staying tuned and in tune to the free and clear segment. Before I actually do a few announcements, I also want to just go ahead and send some congratulations out to a few individuals. Are you ready? I am. Congratulations to Miss Chevelle Brooks on winning Miss Gay US of A Classic 2014. Congratulations to Jenna Skye on winning Miss Gay US of A. Congratulations to Sandra Lopez on winning Miss Models, Inc. National. What about coffee on winning Miss Diamond of the South Plus? Congratulations, coffee. Amaji Dickinson and Sequoia Dickinson on winning Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South Newcomer. Congratulations, guys. And last but certainly not least, let's give it up for a lady who just captured Miss All-American Goddess on this past Sunday, Miss Sunny Delight. Again, congratulations to Miss Sunny Delight on winning Miss All-American Goddess. Black National Pageantry System presents School Days Honoring Prince Diamond and Amber Houston Bell Bonet, Black National Prince and Princess Pageant to be held Sunday, June 29, 2014, at Club Bachelor's Mill, okay? And that will be held in Washington, D.C. Application fee is $125, over $800 in cash and prizes. Registration is at 5 p.m. Pageant, trust me, the pageant will start promptly at 8. Categories to include presentation, which is shades of blue and or white, sportswear, after five attire, which is normally formal wear or gown, uh, talent, seven-minute limit, and question and response. Again, that's Black National Prince and Princess Pageant to be held June 29, 2014 at the Bachelor's Mill. Mr. and Miss Black Duval Universe will be held June 20, 2014, featuring Mr. and Miss Black Universe Cameron Black and Giselle Barbier-Ariel, Honoring Mr. and Miss Black Duval Universe 2013-2014, Mr. Mackay, St. James, and Giselle Barbie Royale. Registration will be held at 2 p.m., showtime's at 8, admission is only $20, uh, categories to include presentation, all white, sportswear, non-seasonal, formal wear, evening gown, talent, and entry fee. And, and the entry fee, excuse me, is $125. I was about to say question and answer, but they don't have question and answer at the preliminaries. Okay, but again, that's Mr. and Miss du- Black Duval Universe. And speaking of Duval, they'll actually be having Miss Duval honoring the lovely Giselle Barbie Royale to be held June 22nd at the Scottish Rite Auditorium, all right, in Jacksonville, Florida. It's going to start promptly at 8, celebrating 40 years of excellence. Kudos to the Duval Dynasty and the Lady Marissa. Mr. and Miss Longstar Continental, a Peter O'Paris production, will be held July 17, 2014 in Dallas, Texas, at the Brick, okay, featuring Mr. and Miss Continental, Khalil Valentino, and Nasha Lopez, as well as Armani D. Andrews, Miss Texas EOI, and Dakota Whitney, Mr. Texas EOI, and last but certainly not least, Miss Tommy Ross, a former Miss Everything, okay? 
All right, so I hope you guys are pretty much informed. And remember, if you have any announcements that you would like to have highlighted during the free and clear segment, please email thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. Thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. Put your flyer or your ad in there, and guess what? I'll announce it um, one of these days during the free and clear segment. Next up, we're going to have the lovely Sasha Sanchez and Nicole Love Dupree, Unmasking the Stars. Stay tuned. I want to thank you so very much for staying tuned to the Talk with Mike and Friends. And, again, thank you for everyone that's continued to support. Now, when pulling out my notepad and, you know, doing some brainstorming on what I wanted the very first show of Season 2, season two to be about, um, having thought that, you know, I would draw a blank and, you know, I, I immediately thought of two entertainers in the industry who continue to make bold statements within pageantry as well as show entertainment and who pride themselves on being real, true, and honest at all times. So I had to invite these two former national title holders onto the show, and I'm very glad that they accepted my invite. Um, This show is really to know more about the entertainer, their life, and their thoughts on certain situations that are either public knowledge or personal triumph. So let's go ahead and welcome to the show a former Miss Black Universe, Black America, Liberty International, Miss Ebony International, Miss Gay US of A, and countless others. We'd like to welcome to the show Miss Sasha Sanchez. How are you, Sasha? I'm well. How are you? I am wonderful, darling. It's so good to, to speak with you again. Um, thank you again for being a part. Um, we no also we also have a former Miss Black Universe, Miss Liberty International, Miss Ebony International, former Miss Entertainer of the Year, as well as a former Miss Continental, and countless others. We'd also like to welcome to the show Miss Nicole Love Dupree. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. Did you um did you already have your dinner for the evening? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had mine, but I'll, I'll get it a little bit later. But again, I want to thank you guys for um of you ladies for taking the time out of your busy schedules to speak with me on this evening. So let's just go ahead and get right to it. Uh, simple question for the both of you. Um, I'm going to start with Nicole, and then we'll go to um, Sasha. Simple question: Who is Nicole Love Dupree? Versus Nicole Phillips. 
Who is Nicole Love Dupree versus Nicole Phillips? They're pretty much the same person. You know, I'm just like everybody else. Get up and go to work when I have to, pay my bills. You cut me, I believe, red. <laughs> um, I hurt like everybody else. You know, I have feelings and all of that, too. Nothing different from me than anybody else. Okay. So Nicole Love Dupree and Nicole Phillips, basically they are the same person, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And who is Sasha Sanchez versus Sasha Rivers? <laughs> um, Sasha Sanchez and Sasha Rivers. Mm-hmm. Those two people are basically the same, but mm-hmm. um, a little bit with Sasha Rivers, she's more uh, laid back, fun, chill, like when she's at home. But, of course, I get up and go to work. I do my shows. I pay my bills, you know, and I like to drink. And you like to drink. Okay. Now, is that, yeah. is, is that Sasha Rivers and Sasha Sanchez that like to drink? Of course. <laughs> I love it. So, 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 so I'll ask, I'll ask uh, you, Sasha, and I'll ask Nicole. Sasha, what is your favorite drink? Uh, right now, it's vodka tonic with lime, and my favorite shot uh-huh. is Fireball. Fireball. Okay. Okay. Um, Nicole, same question. The Red Bull and uh, Fireball. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, will have to say, I will have to say that, um, Nicole, I have to give you credit for the, um, you said the, it was the vodka, you said the vodka and uh, Red Bull, right? Mm-hmm, give you yeah. one. Yeah, right. vodka and Red Bull because I never, you know, I go out and stuff, but I never saw anyone, you know, mix the two or whatever. So, um, universe last year, um, preliminary night, you know, uh, I sat behind Nicole and Nicole said, Well, go get me a drink, go get me a um uh vodka and red bull and I was like, People drink that? So then, you know, when I got when I got back to D C I said, you know, I'm gonna try it out. I tried it at home, you know, it's pretty good. So then, you know, that's kinda it's not necessarily my drink drink right now, because my drink right now is um uh straight tequila with lime juice. So that's my thing now, but I will say uh, uh, Nicole really got me on the the Bakken, uh Red Bull. So thank you, Nicole, for that. No problem. I, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to try Sasha's drink. So let, let's go back in time just a little bit. So um, I'll, I'll let Sasha go first, and then Nicole. Tell us a little about your childhood, um, where you're from, your family, if you have any siblings, and how did the interest happen when it pertained to pageants and shows. Um, whew, I'm, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, born and raised. I uh, grew up in Florida. I was this little bad little child um, <laughs> that just did any and everything mm-hmm. to people. You know, I was the one that liked to always uh, mess with people when they're doing something or sleep or, you know, I was just a bad kid. Just put it okay. like that. But simply I was a bad kid. But growing up, um, I had always had my mother and my father and my sister um, around. We all we all lived together. So, um, okay. My mother and father, they're pretty cool. Like, we always did family things. We did family trips. We, um, I mean, actually, the household was a loving household, you know, and I couldn't ask for two better parents, you know, especially at this day and age, you know, that I have changed into the woman that I am, and they still respect and love me the same. Right, and we'll we'll get to the challenge. Go ahead. My inch, my interest. Uh, how did it start with pageants? Uh huh. Well, it was a like a it was really like a bet. 
it was, I okay. bet you won't do this pageant. And I was like, blah, 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 I'm not doing no pageant. And then if I thought about it, I'm like, oh, well, you're betting me, so I have to do it. Right. So Alexis, and it was, this was Alexis Gabrielle Sheraton. They betted me, and they was like, and if you do it, we're gonna, I'm going to make everything. Marissa's going to paint you, and da, da, da. So I was like, oh, Lord, okay. So they put me on stage. My very first pageant was Miss Jacksonville Newcomer. I won the pageant. Mm-hmm. My very first time being on stage, I won the pageant. And I told myself during that time, I was like, I'm not doing this no more after I won the pageant. But I had to entertain again because I was Miss Jacksonville Newcomer. Right. Uh, being Miss Jacksonville Newcomer, so I kept telling myself, okay, after this, I'm not performing no more. This is it. Then the money started looking good. So after <laughs> I had a big interest. <laughs> it was an interest being like, okay, well, maybe I could just get in it and get out because I was really right. getting up in it and getting out of it. Um, and it, it became interesting. It came, became fun, and I started to enjoy doing it, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we'll talk about the transition um, a little later. Um, we're just in a few. Uh, so, Nicole, uh, tell us about your childhood and where you're from and, and your family and, and the interest behind drag. Uh, well, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I come from a huge family of loving and caring and very sarcastic. It was like growing <laughs> up in a house full of darling Connors. Okay. And um, I had uh, stepbrothers and stepsisters. We all lived together. Okay. Uh, I'm the baby boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they, uh, to this day, they're still very supportive. I lost my father like seven years ago. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, well, it gets better with time, you know. Almost definitely. Good memories or whatever. Yeah, and um, I became interested in pageants because of Sasha Valentino. Uh, we were mm-hmm. best friends, and being around her, you know, so many years and supporting her, it's inevitable that the bug was going to bite, and, and it did, and almost 20-something years later, I'm still competing. <laughs> still competing. Okay, okay. Well, it looks like, you know, both of you um, started, you know, we're in loving households, as, as you said, you know, parents there, um, which is really, really good because a lot of times now it seems like in our community a lot of the, the young people don't have their, their mothers and their fathers there or they come from a broken home. So it's, it's refreshing. It, it, it feels good to know that both of you who are, you know, uh, extraordinary entertainers have come from loving and, and welcoming and warming uh, households. So that's, you know, really, really good. And then on, on the flip side of that, when it comes down to your interest, you know, Sasha said hers came from a bet, and then, you know, uh, with Nicole, it came from very much, you know, just Sasha Valentino who, you know, Sasha Valentino was like your best friend at first, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So um, sort, of the same, sort of the same type of thing, you know, in, in, in Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, I've, I've heard stories even with her and Giselle and how, you know, she kind of helped Giselle come out too, so that's wonderful to hear. Um, so let's stay on the, the subject of family really quickly, but I want to I wanna go to family when it pertains to the lifestyle, so gay parents. So for those who aren't aware, um, please provide us with the name of your gay parent or parent and how they played a part individually in your success today. Okay? So I'll give that to Nicole, and then, I, and then we'll go to Sasha. Okay. Um, I have several gay parents, so um, people I look at parents, figures. Um, okay. Of course, there's Naisha Dupree. Um, 
not too many people know uh, where the love came from, but that comes from Candy Love from Chicago. Um, okay. She was the first um, transgender queen that I ever saw that just really mesmerized me. Mm-hmm. Um, Chili Pepper, who since I was about 17, 18, I always called me her daughter, even though I wasn't even doing drag. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, always been that kind of uh, parental figure to me. I always give good sound advice. Um, okay. Somebody who I can probably never make it without, and that's Randall Smith. He's my dad, and I rely on him for almost everything, you name it. And then I've had other male figures in my life, you know, like Otis Mack and yeah, uh, John Owens of, uh, of Florida. Okay. And, um, I mean, they've all been supportive of me, some a little harder on me than others. And probably I needed that at, at certain points in time. But I think just like any other parents, they have to learn when to let go and to ease up and, you know, how to encourage from a distance. Right. You know, I think sometimes they think that uh, you never grow up to them. You know, <laughs> but, but that's how we are, you know, with our kids sometimes. Exactly. You know, sometimes right. to a certain extent. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn and you try to accept people for what they try to bring to your life, you know. And right. anything else outside of that, if you don't need it, then you cut it up. Nicole, what is your um, what is your fondest? I'm just going to because you named Naisha, Candy Love, Ch- um, Chili Pepper, Randall, and Otis Mack. And there was one. Uh, what was the other individual's name? Was um, more. Okay, so let's. I'm going to take Randall Smith. What is your fondest memory or funny memory or, or you know, something that stands out um, since you both have connected as a daughter and father? Um, I can't say that there's just one fond memory. Uh, it's always a time when I'm with him. <laughs> Trust me, it's never a dull moment. Right. Um, I mean, I just I try to take each moment that we have and, and cherish those. He's one of the few people I can honestly say that I've never really had a major falling out with. We mm-hmm. had misunderstandings and things like that, but just a, a very supportive person, you know, and I'm very blessed and fortunate to have him in my life. All right. Yay, Rando. <laughs> I like Rando too, though. I uh, just saw him in New Orleans uh, the other weekend. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Nicole. Um, and it now goes over to Miss Sasha. Uh, go ahead and provide us with the name of your gay parents and how they played a part individually in your success today. I have a few uh, gay parents as well. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know Sierra Sanchez was uh, my original mother. She was from Jacksonville, Florida. She was Lady Fabian's uh, daughter. Uh, and then I had Jasmine Bonet, mm-hmm. uh, Mimi Mark, okay. Rand- Randy Matthews, mm-hmm. Alphonse Dupree, Mm-hmm. And a lot of people uh, think that Naisha is my mother, but she's my grandmother. That's a record straight. Sasha, my, my niece. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, um, and once I met uh, each individual, um, my life really kind of changed, you know, in many, many ways. You know, when I saw Jasmine, uh, she was a big influence of me becoming a, becoming a woman. Okay. Um, and Gino, Gino is one of my other gay parents. Uh, he was the only male that I had that was my mother. Okay. Uh, they all were uh, great parents. You know, they 
They taught me well. They were always there. They were they was loving to me. You know, they 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 didn't just throw me out here in the streets and and leave me. They stood by my side, taught me, and showed me things in the lifestyle that I probably wouldn't have known. Okay. So so Sasha, um, let's I'm gonna point one name out um, to you, and I want you to give me a fondest memory um, with them, and that's gonna be um, Randy Matthews. I have so many. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have really uh, so many memories of him. Um, when I first met that man, it was just a connection there, and we were so close. We would talk on the phone night. Mm. Like every night around 12, 1 o'clock, we're on the phone. We, it's probably like a three-way, four-way conversation with a few of us. Like, so I have so many memories of us uh, traveling out of town together, him supporting me in pageants. He just stuck by my side. Like I have a lot of lot of great memories of that man. Like he was a great father. Like he was a fun father. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And it seemed like he had a beautiful career. I, you know, I, I came in a little late in the game, but um, I do remember, um, you know, remember him, you know, at Universe and and people speaking so highly of him. So um, definitely, you know, and big shout outs to um, the late Randy Matthews. So uh, yeah. speaking, let, let let's stay on family for just one more second. Um, I want either whoever wants to respond, if you both, you know, one or the other, doesn't matter. But um, because you have some influential people in your lives and, and they did right, um, you know, they, they, they raised you right in this particular industry because, of course, if it was not for them and them, you know, helping you along the way, you wouldn't be where you are today. Um, that's, you know, that's evident. But I know I see um, a lot of, as far as the new parents, the new gay parents that are out there, um, not so much. As, as we see, like, with Anaisha and Candy Love and Sierra and Jasmine and Mimi and all of them. So what do you guys think um, the new generation is getting wrong when it comes to having uh, gay kids and, and being gay parents and then, and then also being a child to um, a, 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 someone that's gay or whatever? Well, I personally feel um, there are a lot of young people that try to gravitate to you or want you to adopt them and take them on because they think it's something that you can do for them or that it's going to benefit them. And when you're lucky enough to have some of those that are around you that, that aren't that, because trust and believe, you can see it, you know. Oh, yeah. Don't think that we're that naive that we don't know. You know, you, you know that a lot of people come to you and have ulterior motives mm-hmm. to benefit themselves, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. And what about uh, what about you, um, Sasha? You have anything to say about that? The new gay parents yeah. and the kids and all that. I I I think sometimes a lot of them go about it the wrong way, um, especially when them being parents to other kids, because I don't think they know enough mm-hmm. to pass on yet. You know what I mean? Right. And when you don't have knowledge, like for me, um, Angelica Sanchez is my very first child. And when she first asked me to be her mother, I told her no because I wasn't ready. I didn't okay. know enough to right. be her parent, but she still stuck by my side until I was ready. Okay. So, and I think that that's what a lot of them need to do. They need to make sure that they're ready because they don't have enough knowledge to pass on right. to anyone. Most definitely. And I, 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 what you say, no? Uh, babies raising babies. Yeah. Exactly. You babies. know, and it's baby. <laughs> All right, and, and that's and, why it was years before I even got any daughter. Mm. It was years before I got daughters. I have about thirty-five sons. Mm. 
I can I can probably teach them how to be a man, but <laughs> <laughs> because right, it, it wasn't it wasn't because as it's, hard. it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's totally different when, with girls and boys. Boys, you, it, you can show them a lot of things quicker than you show the girls. You have to have a lot of knowledge in this lifestyle. You know, if you're having daughters and they're raising up and they're using your last name and they're calling you mother, you got to have some type of knowledge to pass on to them so that they can pass it on to the next person. But if they don't have that knowledge, then I don't think they should be having kids. Amen. You said all the words. Yeah. um, I I was going to say if I wanted to say my my piece on that, but I think you guys um, said enough. So we're going to move right along. Um, just recently, I actually attended the 13th Annual Trans Health Conference in Philadelphia, which was last weekend. Um, Ebony Sherry, uh, she did a seminar, and it was basically um, uh, making your tens and make, what is it? Make your tens, how to make your tens and make them know it or something of that nature. But it was kind of just like bridging the gap between um, you know, ballroom and pageantry. But anyway, I, you know, I came in contact with all different types of trans men, and thanks, Ebony, for putting me on the spot because she had me speak to them as well. Um, but I'm a big, uh, big supporter of, of trans men and trans women. So, of course, I came in contact with uh, different types of trans men and women um, who, of course, come from all different walks of life, but in the same token, have the same story. So I want the both of you to tell us about the day that you decided to start the transition from living full-time as a male to a transgender woman, and at that time, what was your main reasoning behind the transition? So tell us about you know, the day that you decided to, to make that transition or wanted to go, go that route, and then um, what was your reasoning behind doing the actual transition from male to a transgender woman? And whoever wants to go first is fine. Well, I, I don't remember the exact day. <laughs> well, I know you did. Um, <laughs> but at, 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 for me, at first, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a girl. You know, right. I would I would tell myself I don't want to be a girl. Like I just mm-hmm. don't want to do it. And Jasmine Bonet gave me a hormone shot and she gave me a hormone <laughs> shot. That old <laughs> Jasmine. I thought I was just, I thought I was just fish, and I started I started uh, altering my body. You know, I started mm-hmm. to. Uh, changed my appearance when it came to my, my boy pockets, and I, I touched them up, but I never mm-hmm. wanted breasts. So I was, right. I was still giving that up. I was like, I'm going to touch my boy pockets, but I'm not going to actually get breasts because I don't think I'm mentally ready for that yet. Okay. So um, I gradually kind of went into it, and I had so many people, like my parents, they were behind me, you know, saying, I think you should, I think you should. And I said, I've heard it so many times, I looked at myself and I started to feel like, well, maybe this is something that I probably should do, you know, and maybe I probably would be a little bit happier, you know, becoming a girl because I really didn't want to at first, but I'm thinking, well, everybody keeps telling me this, so should I do it? <laughs> then I started getting naked at an early age <laughs> with no breasts and just some little body, and I was uh-huh. making lots of money. And, you know, once again, that money started looking good. So I just was like, well, maybe so. I might need to become a girl. So, you know, at that moment, I I kind of felt like, let me let me do this transition and um, take it there. Okay. Now, Sasha, Sasha, growing up, like, were you a feminine boy or were you, like, a rough boy or, like, was it I really a transition was- for you? I don't think I was like feminine like that, you know. Okay. Uh, I, I, was, I was I used to be called the pretty boy, 
Okay. That's what they used to call me in school. They used to call me the pretty boy. That's what all the boys used to call me, the pretty boy. But I don't think I was, like, that feminine where I was, like, snapping my hand and doing all that. Right. Being, you know, being that way. So, no, I don't think I was, like, feminine or anything. But you you were well put together. Very well put together. Well put together. Okay, okay. Got well it. put together. I get that from my mom. Okay, shout out to the mother. I met her at <laughs> USA <laughs> um, when you competed. So what about you, Nicole? Yeah, but I don't think I did any of it to become a woman. I think that even now, even mm-hmm. when you get um, a special reassignment, you still won't know what it's like to be a woman because you're not born one, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did grow up under a lot of um, sisters, so, and I was kind of treated like how they were treated by my brother, so um, that part was inevitable um, as far as work, getting work done and all of that. Um I was kind of talked into a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was something I really, really was going to pursue like that. But I'll, I'll leave those people's names out of this. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's protect. Let's protect those names. Okay. Yeah, we're going to put they that Archie and Craig. That's <laughs> we're going to protect Archie and Craig. And then, um, <laughs> and then another big reason I ended up getting work with stuff is because I didn't like to pay it. I mean, um, everybody know I was straight up and down. People still mm-hmm. say I'm skinny now, but this was like the biggest I've ever been. I can remember the bottom part of my leg and the top part of my leg being the same size. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But not that I thought I was fine or nothing. I just thought it was hot and all them stockings and stuff was hurting my feet. Mm-hmm. So okay. I said, well, let me just go ahead and get pumped and do all of that and That'll knock that problem out the way. And then over time, you know, because to this day, I still don't think I'm a girl. I'm just me, you know. I, I don't talk no different. I don't act no different than how I've always talked about that. Okay. So so basically, um, you, you know, doing the augmenting to your body was primarily so because of stuff. the industry, right, the industry that you're in. Okay. So I'll ask Sasha this because I think Nicole kind of pretty much I'll probably know her answer, unless she wants to answer. But um, if you could change anything about your process or even the transition itself, what would you have done differently? So, Sasha. I don't think I would have done anything differently. Um, I love myself. Like, Nicole said all the time, I'm self-absorbed. I love myself. You know, <laughs> that's just who I am. The person right. that I created, that, that's what I wanted. You know, when I started to create this Sasha character, like, I knew what I wanted her to look like. Okay. You know, I had this idea in my head, like, what she needs to look like. And over time, you know, I gained that look. Okay. So I wouldn't really change anything. I don't mind getting stuff done. As long okay. as I got doctors, I'm going to keep doing okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I know that's right. And, uh, now, Nicole, did, did, is there anything I mean, I would probably oh, yeah. with me. I just, <laughs> 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 I'm not saying that I'm just, you know. Right. And if it oh. was what it was, I probably would have uh, maybe put more thought into it. Okay. You know, I just okay. think that when you're young, you're impressionable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can make lifelong decisions and uh, not put enough thought into it. So that's why when um, young girls come and talk to me and ask me about, getting body work, I always tell them, you know, make sure that that's something you want to do because it's a lifelong thing. I'm, I'm right. I'm going to go about um, 
putting the same effort into taking it out that you put into putting it in there, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And, and I'm who knows? You, never, you never know. One day it might be another uh, metamorphosis I make. But, but you know, now, that, 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 <laughs> now, now, Nicole, that, but that's something that I always thought about, you know, never spoke to anyone about it, but that's something I always, um, I always would say, like, you know, now, I would not be surprised. If, you know, after all is said and done, and I think this thought came to me when you did the turnabout show, I think it was when you it was you and Kenya on stage that y'all did something together. It was a couple of years ago. But I was like, now, I would not be surprised if Nicole turns around after all is said and done and she comes back and, like you said, had that metamorphosis and we see him walking around here. So, um, but, yeah, thank, thank you um, both for um you know, providing me with that information and digging deep as far as your transition is concerned. So I want to do something really, really, um, it's going to be different. I always ask people about the misconceptions about themselves, but this is how I'm going to do this. Because um, we all have misconceptions from the public who most know nothing about you personally from what you, you know, <clears throat> or whatever, but from what you've heard, what are the biggest misconceptions about Sasha and Nicole? But how I would like to flip this question is to have Sasha give the biggest misconception about Nicole, and Nicole do the very same for Sasha. And I want both of you to explain how that misconception is so far from the truth. So y'all got it? Yeah. Okay. I got it. With Sasha, I think that people think that she's uh, this very standoff person, and she's so mean, and she's nasty, and all that, and she can be. But Mm -hmm. there's reasons behind that. And we just had a conversation recently about this. Um, I had got into an argument with some people about Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, we're saying, like, oh, well, we see her and we walk past her. She don't speak and she don't say nothing. I can't stand her and she's stuck up and this and that. Did you even stop and acknowledge and speak to her? Mm-hmm. You know? And what I don't get is when people say all this, or I can't stand that, she don't talk. Why are you letting this woman consume your life? Because she's not speaking to you. You sound right. like fools. You're alive. You know, that, I mean, it just really sounds dumb. It does. It does. And like you said, there's, I, uh, there's a reason. I, I think if they allow themselves an opportunity to try and get to know her mm-hmm. or stop expecting so much from somebody who probably doesn't even know you, you know? Yeah. I think they people build up in that. They a day in their life, but they have this preconceived notion about her, and she's, Anything but that. And I always tell people, don't build up in your head what you think I am. You know, don't don't say, oh, I'm conceited, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that, when you don't know me, you don't know my last name, you haven't, you know, even tried to have a, open up and have a conversation. Or then it's like, and I'm sure Sasha gets this, once the people do know who you are, or even with Nicole, the people get to know you, and they're like, oh, you're not who I thought you were, or, oh, my God, and we, we get that all known. the time. We get all that the all the time. All the time. All the time. I'm sure. And a lot of stems from jealousy. Yeah. And we're going to be honest about, we'll be honest about it, that this one single show where we don't even have a show bar, all we have is a show one night a week at a bar mm-hmm. that has uh, rivaled some of the, the biggest name shows in, in the country mm-hmm. has caused us to have the most enemies mm-hmm. because we... Yeah try our best to perfect our craft. So you can always tell with jealousy forms. I can recall 
going out of town with Sasha and Raquel on a booking. And when mm. we got to the show, there was one person on the show for each of us that was doing the same exact number that we were doing with the same costume on. Oh, wow. And I have been the same color, but it was the same costume. Mm. See, imitation I, is the best form of flattery. And so when you, when you guys saw that, like, what, what was your reaction? <laughs> that these are the same people who read us. Mm. Isn't, isn't, the same isn't people that You know, mind you, probably have never met any of us. <laughs> but, but they this, always this go is, hasn't just started. This has been happening for years. Yeah. Oh wow. They are, but they they are either gonna go off of what somebody else has said, or they're gonna just go off of how you carry yourself when they see you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's, that's a, a a main factor in it all. You know, just because I have this air about myself when I'm out, that doesn't mean that is exactly what I'm gonna give you if you if you say hello. Right. That's just me stealing character because. I created this. I created this creature for a reason. <laughs> I, cre- I created this because I wanted to be a star. You know what I mean? In my mind, yeah. I always wanted to be a star. So if that's what I wanted to be, I want to look like one. I want to dress like one. I want to carry myself like one. And I'm so sorry that if that bothers some people, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Yeah, you you can be. You know, <laughs> you just have to live your life and. You know, the great thing about that I love about you, Sasha, is the fact that, like you said, you love yourself, you know, and it's evident and you're confident in who you are. And, um, you know, again, people get jealous, you know, are jealous of that, but then, you know, I challenge people to, you know, find find out how you can be confident about yourself and love yourself, you know. And, again, you know, kind of go back to what Nicole was saying, just how people want to, you know, approach you or whatever the case may be, just, just, just do that. Because I don't think that even, you know, I've known you for years, but, you know, as long as you come up there and you, you know, hey, Sasha, how are you? You know, I'm going to, you're going to speak back. You know, now, now just because you don't have a, a, a 10-minute conversation doesn't mean that you don't like them any less or you don't care for them. It's just the fact that, hey, you know, you may not want to speak. You know, you might want to have a, a five or 10-minute conversation with everybody um, because I'm sure you guys are um, approached all the time and people just want to rat off, you know, your ears. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Nicole brought up a good misconception about, about you and I'm glad that she countered that with um, her reasoning. So uh, now it's the ball is in your court, Sasha. I want you to give a um, misconception about Nicole and then give the reason why it's so far from the truth. That's kind of difficult for me because uh, misconception about her. Let me see. Well, it could be several things that, you know, people may think about her. You know, okay. they, it could be uh, she's uh, a loud mouth or mm-hmm. she's aggressive mm-hmm. or <laughs> or she uh, speaks her mind and people don't know how to take that. Okay. So with those little three qualities, I mean, the thing about it is she can speak her mind. It's nothing wrong with an individual speaking their mind. If she wasn't Nicole Love Dupree, then nobody else would have a problem with it because a lot of people speak their minds and a lot of people have so much to say, especially when they're on the computer. They have right. a big voice where they talk about you. They say this, they say that, but if she does it, it's a problem or she's loud or she's just so-and-so and she gets on my nerves. But when they're doing it, it's okay. So I think that that's one of those things where it's kind of like you're contradicting the situation because 
she's Nicole Love Dupree. But right. when somebody else does it who doesn't have a name in the community, it's overlooked. Like, oh, it's okay. You know, when these people put right. these posts up and they read in and they talk about you and they put your name and stuff and they saying mm-hmm. this and blah, 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 blah. You know, and the girls peek in and liking the comment and commenting on it and they add their little tooth in there. That's okay. But if she does it, it's a big problem. It, it's, a, it's a big issue. Right. It's a big issue. And that's the sad part about it. You know what I mean? And I feel like her being that entertainer and being a, a powerhouse, because to me, I feel like she's a ta- one of she's like the talented one of the talentedest girls that I know. You know, mm-hmm. I always say she she go to a pageant. Y'all need to watch out for her. It don't matter because she's a, she's she's gonna she's gonna come forward. She's she's a pageant girl. You know, I always right. say Nicole is a pageant girl. You know, but she has her voice and she likes to speak her mind. And I just feel like that should be okay for anybody to be able to speak their mind. When you got people sitting behind the computer doing it, why can't she do it? Right. Most definitely, I I, I totally am behind you one hundred percent because that was a um, that was a question that I had. Um, so I'll go right to that. But you kind of pretty much summed it up. Um, but it was basically, you know, do you feel that at times the community holds the both of you to a higher standard than they do themselves? simply because of your celebrity status? And if so, what do you say to those people who act as though you aren't supposed to do wrong or make mistakes in life? Sasha, you pretty much gave your answer. Nicole, the floor is yours. But I, but I, but I still can add something. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because, because like, this, when, when you growing up in the community, mm-hmm. just like a celebrity, like a Justin Bieber or a Lindsay Lohan, like, they're young, they're growing up, they're making mm-hmm. mistakes. It happens to any and everybody. So I don't feel like if I make a mistake and something happens, it's blown out of proportion and they're making a big issue out of it. And I feel like that's the wrong thing to do. I'm a human being. Right. Don't, don't, sometimes they forget that we are humans, and sometimes we make mistakes. And in life, that's what you do. You have challenges where you make mistakes, and you correct those mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. But now I want to badger about your mistake and put down about your mistake. You know what I mean? Right. No, I surely get it. Um, but here's my question to you, because um, I'm sure, like, with Justin Bieber and the Lindsay Lohan's and all of them, even, you know, Chris Brown, who's the guy out of the jail, you know, uh, we just hold, you know, that's, that's just that's been nature for so long. We hold them to such a standard. And, of course, by us watching, you know, reality TV and things of that nature, and we see now we have the Twitter where they have these Twitter wars, and, you know, Rihanna, she's just getting out of hand, and she'll say whatever she needs to say. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to realize that they're human. But my question to you, Sasha, is um, have you accepted the fact that, you know, because, you know, with with becoming a celebrity, you have to just accept the fact that sometimes your privacy, you know, is going to be breached or people are going to, you know, so – Coming into that, because that is something that I'm sure, and I see so much for you, and I see, I, I know that you're going to go further, you know, past what we have now in, you know, the LGBT community, which entertainment and shows, because I've seen you do it countless times. But is that something that you have already embraced um, as far as, you know, you being a celebrity that, hey, people are going to talk and it is going to be what it is? And, of course, when you become even on a higher plateau than, than this, that that's just going, that's just the nature of it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely um, embraced it because I know it's going to happen. You know, learning, stepping on stage, I, I knew that putting myself out there on stage for people to see, I'm putting myself out there for people to judge me as well. So, of course, they're going to talk. They're going to want to be in your business. They want to know who you're dating, who you're sleeping mm-hmm. with. You know, mm-hmm. they want to know 
everything about you. And, I mean, and I guess that's okay, you know, because I always felt like I was a star, like I said earlier. So mm-hmm. that's what you want to do, you do it. But I know that it's going to happen because it's You're been right. happening and it's going to continue to happen. But I've embraced it for sure. Okay. And, Nicole, did you want to add anything? I just feel like I've sacrificed um, so much of my life and myself in the community and for the community that I'm not mm-hmm. willing to sacrifice anything else. I'm not going to silence my voice. You know, if I have okay. an opinion, I'm just like everybody else. If I want to voice it, that's what I'm going to do. I am no different yeah. from anybody else. You know, no, if you decide that you want to get on your show and say whatever it is about however you feel about whatever the subject is, mm-hmm. you have that right to do that. Right. Now, if I'm going to get shunned for voicing my opinion or feeling however it is, I feel, then I'll just be the martyr for that, you know? Right. Right. When when other people decide they want to call out something and say, oh, well, that's not right or that's not right, that's acceptable. But if it's me, then it it might be a problem. But I'm just willing to take that. And I also know that there's repercussions that come behind your actions. Trust me, I've been living with those all my life. Mm -hmm. You know, but what I don't want people to forget is that there is a cause and effect. So when you run your mouth about me, when I turn around and lash back out on your ass, that's my prerogative to do that. (laughs) And no one can say that I put on airs or do any of that when I'm around certain people because I don't. No, you do not. All the time. (laughs) You you catch me at Continental and you clown on me at Continental. That's Mm -hmm. where I'm going to clown on you at. If you clown on me at USA. It is no surprise to anybody else that I'm going to turn around and clown right back on you. That's me. Hate it or love it. Because most definitely if, if it's someone that is not of your status, like you said, if, if, if it were them and, you know, no, it happens to them. That, that, is, that has nothing to do with it. No, no, I know. I but totally I'm disagree saying, with that. No, what I'm saying is just like how, you know, you want to say your piece once someone comes at you because of your, you know, status or whatever, you shouldn't do that. But it kind of goes back to, you know, what Sasha was saying. Like, it doesn't matter if, it, if the shoe was on the other foot. If someone tried you at a place in a venue, then you're going to go ahead and try them back or you're going to do whatever you need to do back to them. So that's what the point that I'm making. Like, it really doesn't matter what my status is. At the end of the day, I am very human, you know. Right, so because it, it, was, it was never my intention to set out to be anybody's role model. I'm right, the first right, right. that I'm nobody's role model. Mm-hmm. You live your, your life according to how you want to live it. You're supposed to uh, march by the beat of your own drum, and that's what mm-hmm. I do. I don't live my life with those kind of regrets. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. I love that particular um, topic. Um, now, Sasha, I do have something for you before we go into um, let's set the record straight about something. Um, Sasha, over the last, I guess, maybe six to nine months, it could be longer, um, but who's counting? Uh, you've been non-existent on Facebook, and I'm not really caring to know the reason as to why. Um, but I just want you to tell me what has refraining from Facebook done for you in your life now, positively, and do you think you will ever come back to Facebook? Oh, uh, <laughs> honestly, um, <laughs> it's ha- it really has been like a stress-free for me. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm reading a blog and people having some so much to, to write about you and you, like, going on there every day to read the negative uh, talk about you, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they can put you in a, a, sad, a sad place. Right. And who wants to live their life and, and they're, they're reading stuff and they start feeling sad about themselves? Because at one point, you know, I really felt like, 
you know, I started to feel down about the stuff that was being said about me as if I was this really bad individual. And I'm like, I'm not a bad person. I'm not that bad of a person. Like, why are they saying these things about me? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of things were being said because I felt like they were just trying to attack me because, like I said earlier, like, it could be jealousy. You know, I'm going to keep it real. Like, it's, it's, it's jealousy. I've been stress-free since I've been off Facebook. I'm good. I don't have to read the foolishness. Don't don't send me nothing from it. I'm good. Like, it's stress-free, and I'm not thinking about Facebook. Facebook can shove it up their ass. I'm okay. <laughs> good. I'm doing okay. my life. <laughs> and, and, and maybe more people need to take, um, you know, take your road and um, get off of there as well. Um so, I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's like it's it's a, it's a negative. Like to me, mm-hmm. the stuff that goes on on there is completely negative. And mm-hmm. who wants to every day get on Facebook and it's a it's a post of an argument or they're right. reading somebody, they're putting somebody down in the community. You know, is is I mean, no, who wants to deal with that? I don't want, yeah. I don't want to see it. You know, I'm okay yeah. with not being on there. I feel much better. It's like a woo moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you, and I'm right there with you because I've told, you know, my friend countless times throughout this particular year that, you know, it was times where I just didn't want to be bothered, but, you know, I was on there. I had to remember that now I had this show, and, and primarily it's, it's really advertised through Facebook, and eventually it will be advertised elsewhere, but um, there's been many, many times I wanted to just deactivate my account and say, hey, let me just live my life, but i got to remember, i got this show and all that, but... I, I'm sure it's really, really stress-free. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, how your life has been since then. So thank you for responding to that. And I want to move right in um, to the next uh, question. Let's set the record straight, um, and we'll, we'll go from there. This is for um, Sasha. Um, oftentimes we never really get to set the record straight on a national platform, especially in this arena. So here's your chance. Um, Sasha, over the years, we've heard that there was a beef, quote-unquote, of some sort between you and your NBA Duval sister, Natasha Braxton, that dates back to 2001, 13 years ago. Um, Natasha provided her explanation via an intimate moment interview with D-West years ago as to why people thought there was a beef between the two of you. So at this time, I just want you to give, I want to give you the opportunity to tell us what was the beef that people thought you ladies had with one another, and then tell us the relationship, how the relationship stands between the both of you now. Um, oh, child. <laughs> well, with, with that, I think the thing was she was uh, she was a, just coming off the newcomer level, and they crowned her as sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And I guess that kind of put a boost behind her with when it came to people. And I felt like people were starting this up to try to have some type of you know, beef going on, but I didn't really have a beef. Like, I mean, I never, I wasn't looking at her as, like, my competition, you know. I don't Mm -hmm. care if they crowned you, you know, but I I wasn't looking at her as she was my competition. Um, If she won, she won. That was fine. So, but I think people was putting it in her ear, and they were trying to put things in my ear, Mm -hmm. you know, to make us have a problem with each other and have an issue with with each other. And the good thing about it is when you finally get those people out of your ear, and the the two people that they're trying to keep going at it, get together and communicate, mm-hmm. I feel like that's more groundbreaking than anything because we were able to talk about things and wonder, like, well, girl, this is too much going on. Why is this going on and blah, 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 you know. And we got past that, you know. We, we've we done things together um, when we're around each other. We're, like, good, you know. 
She's, yeah. She laughs at me because she, you know, when we MC Black America together, because she knows I'm drinking, and she right. knows when I sneak <laughs> off, I'm going to get a cocktail. You know, right. so she laughing when I come back because she already knows I'm coming back and I'm I'm lush right now. I'm feeling right. Good. You know, but but we're good. I don't feel like um, that it was really a beef like that when it came to um, to us. It was just people trying to make it something that it wasn't. That you know, really and wasn't. I didn't wasn't gonna allow it to happen. You know, I wasn't gonna allow that. You know, of course, people were still trying to. Right. And even when she did her interview with uh, West, um, oh, she talked about me the whole time though on her, <laughs> on, her <laughs> on her interview, and I kept thinking like, well, why is she still discussing me in her interview? Uh-huh. But I think she was just trying to get to a point to where she was letting it out. You know, so right. people could understand. You know that. You know this is not what it is and we don't have to go through this and we shouldn't go through this. We sh- we should all be like sisters and, you know, it's a community and we should stick together. And I think that's what she was just trying to put that out there to clear the air. So I, I feel like that's what she mostly was talking about. So we don't really have a, a, a problem though. It wasn't really too much to me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, knowing you and, and knowing her, um, she's actually my godmother of many years. And um, she's, you know, what she said on the show was, from all I know is the truth. You know, she was like, it, she just felt like it was people that basically put, you know, like you said, people in your ear, people in her ear, and it was like, you know, how United Kids go, they'll make something or they'll create something from nothing, you know. So I'm glad she was able yeah. to squash that and, and, and put that to rest. So thank God for that. Now we're going to move on um, to uh, something that just happened recently. Um, Carmen Pereira has made public rant about the use of the word tranny. Um, being used for short to describe a transgender woman, and has even went to the length um, as to call out RuPaul, you know, and have her stop using the word on her show because she and many others think the word is offensive. So, Sasha Nicole, what are your thoughts behind the whole ordeal, and does the word tranny offend you in any way? And I'll let Nicole start, and then we'll go to um, Sasha. Um, I think Tyler Perry said the best. It's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. That's right. And at the end of the day, comment, you are a tranny. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what you are. And it's just lingo that's used. If, if you don't uh, want to be offended by it, don't let it bother you, you know. Mm-hmm. If, that's um, what, if you feel like you, you're a woman, then go ahead and feel like you are. But you're not. You're a tranny, right. sweetheart. Now, Nicole, I have a question for you. Did yeah. you see... Um, there's two things I want to know if you, if you saw, or if both of you can, can answer this. But first thing that I saw was a video where she was being interviewed, and they was like, oh, what are you doing? It? Or what? She was like, oh, I was doing makeup for this tranny, and I was doing hair for this tranny. And she just kept saying the word tranny, but then, you know, a month later you are offended. So I didn't understand that. Did you, see, did you, did you both see that interview? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Oh yeah, I find that trying to do is make herself more relevant. Right. Right. You know, it's will create that for you. Uh, yeah. And it's sure. also hype surrounding your name and all of that. And I think that's what she was looking for. But the mistake that you made was writing the hand to feed you because nobody really knew of you before you was on RuPaul. You know? Right. Yeah. For you to call out Ru like that, that was like. Now did did you um so what the wasn't for her, you know, like you, you wouldn't be known the way you are now. Exactly. But I don't. I honestly the doors that, that have been open for her. That actual word tranny, I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. I 
I I do kind of cringe a little bit, like if I'm at a club and somebody say the word uh, tranny, I do kind of like cringe a little bit because it's kind of like like using the word faggot to me. Mm. I just think okay. people give words so much power. And um, but and that's just how I take it. You know what I mean? Like I take it that way because of you know me and how I feel about myself. But I'm not going to get upset with someone because they're using it. But you're not going to be calling me a tranny in my face having a full conversation like, yeah, are you tranny and da 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 because I'm going to start taking that. You're trying me. Not right. being disrespectful. You right. know? So and sometimes it's the way that you're using it. Sometimes when you use a word, you have to know how you're using this word because sometimes when you display something, it can be taken the wrong way. So I do get that part of what she's saying, but. I wouldn't be ranting and raving about this big issue about the word tranny. I don't think that that's that important or that relevant. If somebody calls you a tranny, you're like, please don't call me a tranny. That's all you should say. Right. And, and that's that. So did, did, you, um, did you ladies see the, um, the uh, photo that she did for the life ball where she has – there's one picture where it looks like, you know, she got a puss down there. And then the next picture, you actually see her piece. So did, did you um, yeah. ladies see that? Okay. What do you, what do you think, what did you I think thought, about that? I first I thought it was, like, altered, like somebody did that to the picture, mm-hmm. you know. So I wasn't for sure, but then people were saying, no, that's how the picture supposed to be. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know about that. Like, you don't want to be called a tranny, but you're displaying <laughs> exactly like this. So it's kind of like it's a, mm, it, mm, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double standard. Because the way you... Yeah, it's like you, you, you're you saying one thing, you don't want to be called a tranny, it's offensive, but then you're doing a promotional picture for the life ball with your private area showing. So it's kind of confusing to me. It was really confusing. And Nicole? She looked good. Oh, yeah, she did. say <laughs> that. <laughs> really hypocritical. I have other things going on other than to worry about this child being upset about tranny and then going around and showing a meat. <laughs> <laughs> now, question: if, if RuPaul decided to open up the show, um, now she, of course she says that you know the show's not closed to transgender women or who may have had body or you know, more body work than their face or whatever. Uh, anyway, if she did decide to open up the show to transgender women, would either of you apply? Yes, I would. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And Sasha. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sasha, you say yes to? Yeah, I sure would. Okay, I know that's right. Because, baby, they, they make some money. They make some coins. By the, and, and I can only imagine, you know, if it was training the women and you guys went on show what they would really um, hmm. pay you. So, okay. Hmm. Well, thank you. I hope um, one day she'll have the show. Um, okay, so, Nicole, here, here's if, your if question. If you talk to her, tell her I'm interested. Okay, I will. <laughs> I, I'll, shoot a, I'll shoot an email. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, Nicole, uh, even when we feel as though we failed at the attempt, we still come out victorious in so many ways. So, Nicole, after competing at All-American Goddess and U.S. of A and placing first, what were your feelings immediately after both competitions? Uh, we'll start there, and then I'll ask you the rest of the questions. So what were your, what were your feelings immediately um, after both competitions? Devastation. Devastation. Okay. Do you feel as though you could have done anything better in either one of those competitions? Uh, maybe in one. Okay. Would you care to elaborate? No. 
Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, let me see if I had another question. Okay, here's another one, Nicole. Um, as far as your journey and when you're competing for both of those titles, what did you learn about yourself during those competitions, or either one of those, that maybe you didn't know prior to competition? Um, how um, I can show resilience over being hurt by people. Okay. That's a good one. Well, thank you so much, sometimes, Nicole. Sometimes when you're, when, you're, when you're at a certain place where you're down in the dumps, you know, and things just not going away, you can uh-huh. tell people who are literally in your corner as opposed to people who are going to um, add to the stress. Right, right. You know. Okay. And so I'm sure by you learning that, the next time that you prepare for whatever competition, you know exactly what to do and how to do it. Yeah. Don't okay. bother with those people. Okay. Thank you so much, Nicole. I appreciate that. Now, Sasha, are you ready for yours? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, everything isn't meant to come easy. But with hard work and sure dedication, coming out victoriously in the end is something that can be obtained. After many years of consistently competing for US of A, you finally won. And from the looks of it, you actually enjoyed your reign as the queen. Now, in 2011, you came back to the continental stage after a six-year hiatus. Now, what made you come back to the system? That's, that's the first question. So what made you come back to continental? Well, at first, um, I told myself that uh, maybe sometime in life, you know, you have dreams and goals. And I told myself after that last year I competed and um, they, they dropped the curtain in my face, I was like, maybe that dream of mine, <laughs> yes, I did drop that gold curtain in my face and I was okay. devastated. Mm-hmm. But um, I told myself, well, maybe that's a dream of mine that I probably won't be able to ever get. And I told mm-hmm. myself that many, many a times. And by me telling myself that and having a great reign as Miss U.S. today, I had such an amazing time, I thought about, well, maybe I should give it a shot and see because you just never seem to know what can happen. Right. And um, that's why I pulled myself together and went back and competed. You know, I felt like I didn't want to try to just give up that easy, you know, because I felt like if I would have given up that easy, I was going to let a lot of people win. Okay. And I'm, not, now, and I'm not in it for nobody to win. Now, Sasha, what is it you feel that you are missing, having watched your DVDs afterwards or what have you? Um, what, is it, what is it that you feel that you are missing or that prevents you from capturing the title that so many want to actually see you achieve, including myself? Well, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of mixy for me because, one year, I felt like I answered the question, I got to stand in ovation, but mm-hmm. they didn't like it. You know, mm-hmm. So then last year, I probably didn't have to speak as long as I did, so it could be question and answer, you know. So right. it's one of those things that, you know, I'm not, I'm not being real enough to them or I'm not giving them enough. I don't know really what it is that they're looking for from me in that category, um, but I do feel like I have answered the question, you know. But, okay. you know, it could be just question, and I'm not giving them a side of me that they've probably never seen before. And maybe right. that's something that I probably need to do, just give them a side of me that they've never seen, you know, open up to them and allow them to know mm-hmm. who Sasha Sanchez mm-hmm. is. You got it, Sasha. You got it. I mean, I, I think that that's it. 
Um, but I will say that, you know, of course, you know, I was down front rooting for you, of course, and, you know, we were at the table, and I'm sitting there with people that have been going to the pageant for 20 years, and I'm sitting there with promoters and all of that, and they're just like, you know, so so who do you think got it? And I'm like, well, just looking at it, I want to say, you know, I, I think they're going to get it, you know, and it's like, yeah, we think so too. And so, you know, at that point, you know, I think you remember that, uh, you know, when they called you second, you know, you got it away when you were standing up there taking pictures, and um, I just kept, I told you, you know, smile. Do you remember that? I said, smile, you know, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you kind of lift your head yeah. and you, you smile for a little bit. But that was the time, like, I left, like, I felt really bad because I was like, this woman really, really wanted this thing. Like, you know, of course you see everybody compete year after year after year, but that was a testament that you really left your heart out on the stage. Um, it was evident. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, I you felt could, that way. Yeah, we could tell that you wanted this thing. And, um, you know, we'll talk offline. <laughs> I can go on about that, but I, I mean, I, but, I really. But I, felt, I, I feel you, I, but I felt that way. I felt like that last year, I, when I showed up uh, final night, I showed up mm-hmm. for the, to win. Like, that was right. my thing. Y'all, they talked about me on the computer. They said this, they said that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. You talked about me on the computer. Now I'm going to see you talk about me tonight. Right. And I showed up. I left my heart on the stage. <laughs> it wasn't enough, you know. But, you know, I still have love for the system. And I'm going to get it one day. Most definitely. It's in the cards. It's in your favor, you know. And, and whenever you come back, you know. I, I, you know, I remember you saying, well, I don't know what else I can do or how I can top that. And I would just say, you know, I'm not an expert, but I would just say do do exactly what you did the last time you came. You know, there's I I, I think you just you you had it right. You know, um, that's just my own thing. I, I believe you had it right, but you know, there's no disrespect to the winner, um, and the first one around. So uh, every yeah. interview, every interview, I play a name game where I provide you with three names. They could be in the industry, within your family, or whatever. And I, I want you to provide me with just one word in your opinion that best describes that person. Okay, so again, it's a name game. I'm going to give you three names, and you're going to give me one word that best describes that person. So, Sasha, you're up. The first person I'm going to um, say is Angelica Sanchez. Uh, Loving. Benny Mosley. Compassionate. Jasmine Bonet. (laughs) Crazy. Okay, Nicole, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jim Flint. Nicole? Insurance. Okay. Uh, Neil Dupree. Wise. And Sasha Valentino. Thank you so much. Um, now, uh, both of you have lived in Atlanta for for quite some time. Um, so, do you have any um, desires to ever move from Atlanta? Uh, have you been ever off, or have you been offered anything outside, or is just are, are you going to make Atlanta your you know permanent home? Um, it, I think it just depends on if the right opportunity arises or the right offer. 
Okay. Have, Nicole, have you ever been approached, like, because um, I always wondered why, like, I've seen people do Whitney Houston on, like, these live, these Las Vegas shows and things of that nature. I was just like, why don't they ever call Nicole? Do they know that she's like Whitney Houston better than that, looks like, and all that? So have you ever been approached to, to, to do, like, an impersonation show permanently? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, not permanently, but I've okay. been on numerous amount of illusion shows. Okay. Yeah, because I think you were and on. A couple of times I have, and things just, uh, it wasn't the right time or um, things fell through. Okay. Okay. And I, I apologize by missing you. I'm, you came up to Maryland, um, to Baltimore, you guys. I think it was Baltimore. You guys did an illusion show. Unfortunately, I couldn't come because that was actually my birthday. So I was out getting drunk. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's that. Uh, what about you, uh, Sasha? Um, I'm. I think I, I mean, I've done a couple of illusion shows, but um, if anything, I just get offered jobs a lot. <laughs> I get offered a lot of jobs at different clubs in different places. Um, what about, um, have, well, would you ever move outside of, of Atlanta if, you know, if the offer was right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Um, Sasha, Sasha, we know, um, we all know that for many years you've been involved in the ballroom scene and having been Mugler and now Godmother Garcon, uh, not many people can manage to dominate both, and you're one of the few. Um, tell us how you uh, became involved in ballroom and how, uh, how have you remained relevant on that side of the track? So how did you become involved in ballroom and how have you just been able to remain, you know, relevant and dominant in both from your, from your eyes? Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I moved to Atlanta, Nicole was already in the ballroom scene. So um, when I moved here, I would go to some of the balls or whatever, and then I finally got approached by the Mugler's. When I got approached by them, leaving track, Labor Day weekend, um, they approached me and was asking me about the ballroom scene and coming to the house, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So they invited me over and had a meeting, and they inducted me into the house, and that's how I became uh, a part of the ballroom scene and how do I keep it stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly reinventing myself, uh, constantly making a lot of noise um, on the ballroom floor, uh, you know, changing the game up. Got to keep changing the game up to stay relevant. Um, most definitely. What, what do you love about ballroom that you, that you don't get on the pageantry side? Mm. What I used to like about ballroom was the excitement of bat- of battling, you know, each other, and it was just fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a little different. It's more, um, com- it's it's really competitive now to the point to where like people get really upset, mm-hmm. you know, when they don't win, mm-hmm. and I don't like that, you know. And what I get from uh, that that ballroom that I don't get from pageants is that, you know, how you get to really cut up, like you get to just. Give yourself away, you know, like right. you're giving yourself to everybody, and they're enjoying it, and they're feeding off your energy and excitement, and they're chanting your name, and you selling your your whole body all over the place. You know, I love mm-hmm. all that. That's right. like it's just showing people that you love yourself. That's yeah. the key, loving yourself. I um, but but you made a you brought up a great point in regards to um, it's how it's become so competitive and it's not fun anymore. I've never been a really ballroom person, but a ball was the first thing I ever went to. I've seen a pageant before on tape and VHS and stuff like that, but 
I actually, in 2001 or two, you know, I went to, like, the Atlanta Awards Ball, or used to be in, like, MLK Weekend or whatever. Like, that was my very first ball, and it was just fun to me. You know what I'm saying? It was just fun, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then, of course, I think, if you remember, Sasha, it started to be the girlfriend panel. And then it was like, oh, yeah. it was only the girlfriend that was getting through, you know. And I actually um, <laughs> yeah. went to, and, and I used to, and by that point, I was going to pageant. So it was like, oh, my God, this shit is not right. This shit is not fair. Da, 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 da. Oh, I can't do it. And they were like, you know what, you can't say that. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know, I was really, like, vocal because I didn't understand it. It was, you know, I'm like, I'm not blind. That woman looks better than this one. Or his face looks better than, you know, whatever. He has more structure or whatever the case may be. So, but, you know, I heard it was girlfriend panels and all that. So I stopped going. And I recently went to the Crystal Ball in Philadelphia last weekend. And it was a nice venue. Jack was there and all of that. But it was uh, it wasn't a lot of participation. So it was like, you know, it was the one category, like the face category, the performance category, the realness category. Those were the ones that had the most excitement. But then it was like the other little category. People wasn't really interested, you know, into it. So I was like, no, I could have stayed my ass home for this. So I think, you know, yeah. they need to bring the fun back, the fun back. Yeah, the fun back. And um, yeah. Nicole used to be a, a Labasia, if I remember. Is that correct? Mhm. Okay, and tell, what about uh, your experience? Did you not like the ballroom, or what was your experience overall? Um, I stopped liking it because of the, the division that it was causing uh, amongst the girls. Okay. Um, you know, one person thinks they look better than the other and all of that, and it's just, it has a way of, of splitting up friendships and things like that. I've witnessed it happen. Right, and I, I think that that's something because when I was in that um, conference with the the, um, the translator, walk away from all of that. Yeah, when I was but in I have the um, developed some lifelong friendship uh, from the bar. You said you have um, got some. I, long I have developed some lifelong friendship okay. you know, from the bar. Okay. And now yeah, I yeah. get one a year. One a year, <laughs> attending one a year. That's it. That's all they're gonna get. Yeah. That's usually Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> the ball. Okay. Yeah. And Sasha, we get for like thirty minutes from this. When uh, Sasha, will, will you have another ball? Are you anticipating having another one? No, I'm not. I don't have any uh, intention on having another one. <laughs> okay. You say you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much. It's a lot. It's really a lot. Uh, yeah, I just can't. I can't deal. Stressful. <laughs> And, and and then, like, Sasha, like, when you would have the ball, you would have to basically, you know, like, the money or whatever, did anyone contribute? Did your house contribute? Or was that something that you was all you? You worked for that and whatever the prize packages were, that came out of your pocket. Is that how it went? Or? Yeah, like, you, yeah, like, um, sometimes you may have people that just want to help, you know, mm-hmm. help you with certain things or whatever, but then you always still give them their money back, you know. Right. But, yeah, mostly it's like your money. Mm-hmm. And see what I um, out there. And, and I'll talk to you um, about a little, something, you know, uh, about ballroom because what I did notice um, since I've been up here and working with um, a friend of mine, uh, I even with the crystal ball and the, and the ball that happened Philly Pride weekend, like all of their money was donated, not necessarily donated. It was all um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was all given by grant. So grant for real. Yeah you know, grants were written to, to get this money up. So it didn't come out of anybody's pocket, you know, and they were sponsoring. Yeah. They, they were, they were, so I, I, I would 
I wish, like, in, in the South, like, when they're doing these balls, that maybe they can, you know, go that route so it doesn't necessarily come out of someone's pocket or they're waiting on the door, like, at certain pageants, you know, where, you know, some, I, I think um, that would be a better Some people, way. they do get that. Some people do have that. They get that. Um, they get the grants and all that. Like that. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to, to be. You know, nobody has to worry about trying to scrumble up and get coins for a ball. So, okay. okay. Well, th- thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Nicole and Sasha. Um so I just have a few more questions, not really, um, you know, uh, exaggerated or long questions or whatever, but just really, really quickly. Um, I, I, I want whoever wants to tackle this is fine, um, but let's speak relationships just for a quick second. Um, how do you manage to secure a relationship as an entertainer traveling across the country, and how do you manage to tell the real from the fake when you're starting to date? Ooh. Sometimes you just never know. It's like you got to roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, you, that's the truth. You just you sometimes it, it's like a pageant. You got to gamble sometimes, and you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I think it's, even go ahead. It, it, but it's definitely one of those things that when you do end up getting in a relationship, mm-hmm. I know for myself, I like to when I'm traveling. They give me. They give us time to kind of have a missing, like you miss each other. So when you're back in town, you're like up under each other all all the time, and then you give them that all that attention to keep them happy and satisfied. Yeah. Okay. And um, now, both of you ladies, are you um, um, married at the moment? Are you single? Not a topic for discussion. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Sasha, did you know? You didn't want to answer that either. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I respect that. Um, now, I, I, I want to speak really quickly on um, this subject about newcomers, um, and I definitely want to get your response on it because um, the, new, the newcomer su- um, subject has been rampant, you know, among Facebook, you know, for the last year, but it's also been an underground subject for many years. So um, when do you feel a newcomer is no longer a newcomer in pageantry? That's the first question. Well, I think it's up to that person, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people probably never feel like they're on that level. But with mm-hmm. that, I have a problem with a lot of them turning around and wanting to read people who have been in the business for so long. Right. You know, you want to critique and do all of that. Well, you can't do that to me when you're not even putting your own self on my level. Right. Because if you want to be the best and want to be known as the best, then come and compete with the best. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what you're doing, newcomer pageants for 10 years, you're in the wrong business. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I agree with you. I agree with you. We I didn't start out doing no newcomer pageants. We had to go right full force with the big dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There wasn't that many newcomer pageants out like that. My very first pageant was a newcomer pageant, but it was still like after doing maybe like two, one, like two or three of them, it was like, okay, enough of that. It's time to take it to the next level. Well, my first pageant was a continental pageant. Mm. And what year was that, Nicole? If if you blink, you're going to miss me. (laughs) Hey, but I was there, and I was in my own shit. Okay. Amen. So so you made it to the white. Yeah. Everybody made it to the white. Everybody made it to the white, right. (laughs) Okay. All right. And what, what what do you guys think about 
um, when they say, well, um, veterans, you know, they don't make any attempts to reach out to assist me or they aren't approachable enough, you know, to gain advice when it pertains to their career. Like, what, what do you say to newcomers that, that may say that? Like, when they try to reach out, they don't get the help or, you know, or you guys are not approachable. We're not saying the both of you, but I'm just saying veterans in, in, in a general sense. Well, I, I think that's something they want to use as an excuse because okay. not all people are like that. Now, mm-hmm. if you come and ask me, I'm going to give you the advice or, you know, give you my opinion on whatever it is you ask me about. But I hate when they come and they ask you five or six different times about the same thing when you told them. You know, right. you say, oh, you need to fix this on that, you need to fix this, and this, you know, then it'll work better. And then you come out and you have the same mistake. You're not even trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I told somebody. Um, one of the girls that I commend these days is Ramaya. Oh, yeah. Ramaya absorbs it all. And before you know it, she's going to be competing on a national level, and then the people really going to have to watch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then Sasha. when you don't tell them what it is they want to hear, they get an attitude. If you want, if you want my opinion, then that's what I'm gonna give you. I'm not coming up just soliciting my opinion. You generally have to come and ask me. But when I ask mm-hmm. you, I mean, when you ask me, don't get mad at my response because it wasn't what you wanted to hear. Right. And I, I think a lot of them have a lot of yes men and yes women behind them, and they don't have yes. the friends that actually just and tell them. You never make it anywhere like that. Right. They don't have the people behind that that, that will tell them the truth and say, "No, girl, that don't look right." You look at that. If thing. we come and tell them the truth, then uh, we're reading or right. we're downing them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what and, do you think about this dress, Nicole? Case. I think the dress is a fool. Your friend's not going to tell you. Apparently, you don't have any. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, the dress is ugly. You're always going to get those scores. All right. The newcomers, you better listen up. You know, if you ask Nicole for some advice, if you tell you the truth, I'll just say go ahead and take heed and listen and go forth um, in your next competition better than before. So that's, so, a, big, that's a big thing because a lot of girls don't like to listen. They want to ask sure you do. these questions and stuff, and then they want to ask you when you're out at another pageant, and then <laughs> you're really sitting there thinking like, okay, and then now when you see them again on stage and they still have the same stuff on with not even being tweaked, fixed, or anything, it's like, well, why would you stop me and bother me and you still not changing anything about this? Right. Yeah. It's I like think I'm going to start doing like all the time. I just said she was not charging y'all two hundred dollars for her advice. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that on Facebook. She said, "If you want my advice, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollar fee." Yeah. Consultation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Nicole, uh, and this is pretty much kind of wrapping it up. But what's the best advice anyone has ever given you that you would like to share and give to um, our listeners? Um, to thine own self be true. It is nothing wrong with you feeling or wanting to be whoever it is that you want to be. And don't let people tell you what you can and you can't or that you're not capable of doing. Thank you so much. And, and, Everybody and, starts somewhere. Most definitely. And your okay. career is a testament to those exact words, so I appreciate that. I'll, I'll take that myself, too. Um, and what about you, Sasha? What's the best advice anyone has ever given you that you would like to share? Definitely, definitely to stay true to yourself. And always stay humble in this business because without that and, and not being humble, anything that they build you up to be can easily be taken away from you at a drop of a dime. So I have these um, a few questions. Well, 
what is it, two questions for Nicole, two questions for Sasha. And the answers um, that I want you to give is either yes, no, or maybe. Um, so, Nicole, will you ever return to U.S. of A? Yes. Will you ever return to Black America? Maybe. Um, Sasha, will you ever return to Continental? Yes. Will you ever return to Sweetheart? No. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Um, ladies, if you could just hold the line for me really quickly, and we'll go ahead and have our um, our outro play for our guest. So hold the line for me. <laughs> I want to sincerely thank the ladies of the evening, Sasha Sanchez and Nicole Love Dupree, for again accepting the invitation to be a part of our very first installment of Unmasking the Stars and our very first episode of Season 2. I want to wish them the best of luck on their future goals and their many endeavors in life. Now, starting next Monday via Facebook, we will actually have weekly recognitions posted to our page. We'll have Motivational Mondays, Tantalizing Tuesdays, Wild Wednesdays, Tactful Thursdays, and Fine Future Fridays. So stay tuned to our Facebook page on tomorrow for the actual breakdown of the weekly recognition and how it actually works. So you can always be in the know, all right? Great. Now, before I go, I cannot leave without providing you with a weekly quote. And this week, it's actually very befitting, and I actually borrowed it from my auntie, Miss Tommy Ross. Everyone knows eventually that we're all talked about. The one thing that rubs us all the wrong way is being lied on. So at the end of the day, at least stop and get it right, okay? All right. Well, until next time, everyone, be blessed.